This is Bronx Bombers Beat with me, Nate Shelton. Let's get into it. All right, welcome to Bronx Bombers Beat. I am Nate Shelton. Excited to jump into today's episode with you. Of course, we are doing postseason grades for the roster for the 2018 season. And this week, we are going to look at the starting rotation and how I think they fared this year. Of course, you know, all kinds of injuries occurred this season for the Yankees in that starting rotation. Early on in the season, Jordan Montgomery, the second-year left-hander that had a great rookie season for the Yankees, tore his ligament in his elbow, had to have Tommy John surgery, so that ended his season rather quickly. A disappointing start for the Yankees in the rotation. Luis Severino coming back as the ace for the team had a very up-and-down season. Of course, first half of the season, he was lights out, unhittable, could not be touched, seemed to be on pace for his first Cy Young award. And then the All-Star break hit, and the wheels just completely fell off, could not get through four or five innings of a game, just could not seem to find the magic that he had in the last season and a half. Fastball velocity was down. He could not find his location. Just seemed to be all over the place. He did finish with a 19 and 8 record and 3.39 ERA, which are this day and age not the end all be all stats they used to be back when I was growing up. But the first half of the season, he had he was like I said, he was near untouchable. Had a one point. 7-8 ERA in the first half of the season, and that, of course, ballooned as the season progressed. He did have 220 strikeouts and a 1.14 whip, so that's pretty good for a uh, ace of the rotation, although here's some stats that really jumped out at me. His ball and play average was 315, which is very high for a starting pitcher especially one that you count on to get you a win every five days. His strikeout rate was 10 per nine innings. I've rounded that off. It was 10.35. It hits per nine were 8.14. So the big telling stat is that 3.15 batted ball in play average. In the second half of the season, guys, hitters just had their way with him. His location was all over the place. He was wild. Just he did not give up a whole lot of home runs, which you know is is a good thing, obviously. But they just were able to get solid contact off of him, and we saw in that game three ALDS game against the Red Sox, he just did not have anything. Could not get out of the fifth inning. He should have been out of the fourth. We all know, but just. Everything that could go wrong for Severino in the second half of the year. There was flashes that he had found his stroke again in the month of September, but just could not keep it all together consistently and just really ended the season on a sour note. There's been a lot of speculation and guessing as to that he was tipping off pitches, but if that is the case... 
uh, Yankees coaching staff really should have nipped that in the bud. They let that go for the second half, whole second half of the season, to let that not to let that be an issue for the whole rest of the season is just unexplainable. If that is, in fact, what was going on, uh, that game three matchup I talked about against the Red Sox, it did seem that the Red Sox knew what they were, what was coming from Severino as he pitched. We saw. Betts and a couple other players calling out the pitches before he threw them. So uh, if that's the case, hopefully the coaching staff and Alert Rothschild will get it together and work with Severino and figure out how to keep that from happening in the future. So unfortunately, I have to give him a C as the season was just way too inconsistent for your number one starting pitcher in your rotation. Then there's Tanaka, who kind of started off like he usually does. Kind of slow start for him to the season. But as the season wore on, he got stronger and stronger and turned out to be one of the more consistent pitchers for the Yankees again. Of course, we remember his one nothing win he had against the Indians last year in the division series to help win that game. Just dominant pitching. In the postseason, he's been pretty solid in the postseason since he's been with the Yankees. He had a 12 and 6 win loss record, 3.75 ERA, which seems a little high, but like I said, he started out the season rough, so he brought that down considerably. And his he had 15 pitches per inning. He averaged 15 pitches per inning and a 1.44 home run average per nine innings, which we all know that's his one bugaboo. He usually gives up one or two solo home runs throughout an inning, a result of that sinker ball not getting down all the way, or the split finger, I should say, not getting down as low as he wants to. All in all, a pretty solid season. His batting average in play was 286, which is pretty decent for a starting pitcher. He turned out to be the ace of the second half of the season as Severino struggled. So I'm going to give uh, Tanaka a B for the season. You know, that slow start kind of held him back. But again, he's not the dominant pitcher he was when he first came to New York where he was striking out guys left and right. But he keeps that ball down. He makes it hard for guys to make contact unless the ball gets a little bit away from him. If you can put together a full season of consistent pitching, you could really see good things from Tanaka. Hopefully that comes together for him next year. Of course, the Yankees added J.A. Happ at the deadline, so stats are a little bit incomplete on him for the as the Yankees, but he did go 7-0 and with the Yankees. Surprised me, though, he had a 3.65 ERA, which seems high considering he always seemed to only give up one or two runs once he got into New York, but I guess uh, truth is better than perception. So he did have 193 Ks on the season, a 225 batting average against, which is really solid. And we saw that when he came to New York, it was really hard for teams to make contact against him. 1.13 whip. So guys really had a hard time getting on base. Only had a couple bad starts when he was with the Yankees. So, Real good things from Hap as he finished the season. A 2.52 batting average in play 
pretty solid as you can tell probably the best one on the staff for the season a 280 on base percentage so guys even had a hard time getting on base to begin with to manufacture any runs so real solid season from J.A. Happ as he finished out the last two months with the Yankees going to give him an A for his time in New York he is 37 years old he has been around a while which surprised me that he is that age and been around the league this long just I guess when you aren't a super strong ace of the staff it's hard to it is easy to forget someone's been in the uh, league for so long. It'd be interesting to see if Cashman decides to bring him back on maybe a one-year deal, one- or two-year deal with the Yankees to round out that rotation this year. We'll see what is in store for him for 2019. Uh, the other, the only other solid uh, starter in the rotation this year was C.C. Sabathia. Kind of a mixed bag for him. He went nine and seven on the year, also with a three six five ERA. His WHIP was a little high, one point three one. So generally, with CC, Aaron Boone was happy to get five innings out of him, and he did. It was again for him. It was up and down season. Kind of finished season season strong. Had a three nineteen on base percentage. So guys had an easy time. Getting on base and his batting average against was pretty decent, two nine five. So, as we know, he's about thirty nine years old now and rounding out his career. Cashman did re-sign him on a one year deal for eight million dollars. So, nice discount for him. I imagine if the Yankees are able to fill out the rotation in free agency or trades, he will be more of a long man. Uh, the bullpen this year instead of depending on him for starts every five days. Gonna give him a C on the season, C for CC, no pun intended there. But you know, he's the veteran, he kind of he is that voice in the clubhouse the Yankees need, and that's one of the main reasons I'm sure Cashman brought him back. Just his the way he rallies the team around him, and we saw that in that last start he had against the Tampa Bay Rays when he hit. The Rays catcher because of the pitch thrown at Austin Romine when he turned and yelled at Kevin Cash, the manager for the Rays, and we all know what he said, but that just seemed to boost the Yankees even more, and they finished the season strong, so CC is the heart and soul of that team, along with Brett Gardner, two veteran guys that can get can lead the direction of this team, so that alone gives him a lot of credit in this rotation and just the experience and veteran leadership he brings along with the ex- the postseason experience and just the will and the heart on his sleeve that he carries out there on the mound every time he gets the ball. Uh, of course, also in the rotation, we had Lois Siga fill in for a while when Montgomery went down. Herman Domingo Herman filled in for a little while. He had had up and down results, a couple good starts, but for the most part, looks like he is going to be probably a reliever out of that bullpen. He, electric stuff, but just cannot go very long as a starter. So I would not be surprised to see if they don't move him, that he will eventually be a fixture in that bullpen in the future. 
course, those two filled in for Montgomery until the acquisition of J.A. Happ and Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn, another one who had up and down, mostly down <laughs> season for the Yankees. He had a couple good starts when he came over, and everybody thought it was going to be a steal at the tra- trade deadline for the Yankees, but unfortunately he was not able to continue that consistency and was moved to the bullpen for the postseason. And of course we all know how Sonny Gray did for the season. He got demoted, moved to the bullpen, and his future is very well in doubt for the Yankees. In fact, he will most likely be traded this off season for some valuable pieces for the Yankees. So those two will get an F on the season, unfortunately, as they could not live up to the standards for the Yankees. So that will round out the postseason or the offseason grades for the starting rotation. Going to look now over at free agent notes as the hot stove continues to heat up a little bit. Cashman made news a little bit this week by announcing that the Yankees, yes, they are under the luxury tax threshold and they have money to spend, but they're not going to go crazy and just be the old-style Yankees with throwing money at everybody. The goal is to stay under the luxury tax threshold. Some people were disappointed by that, hoping that the Yankees would just spend all kinds of money to win the World Series at no cost, at any cost this in 2019, but doesn't mean they're not going to spend money. It just means they're going to be smart about it. And it's not going to be the days of old when George was running the team, signing every big-name player, pitcher, you can imagine, to try to win titles. Cashman is going to be very shrewd. Um, he'll make smart decisions. It'll be interesting to see if he is able is willing to part with any of the minor league, minor league players that he has that could be possible trade chips, seems to hold them a little tight, and he values them very much, so we'll see if there's something out there that he's worth uh, throwing a couple of high-value targets for some starting pitching or something else in that regards. Of course, we talked also, the Yankees re-signed CC to a one-year deal, $8 million. Like I said, he I would imagine he would most likely be used out of the bullpen as a long reliever, Kind of be that spark plug on the bench, the leader that they've loved having in the clubhouse for the last three or four years. So another year of CC, going to be exciting to see. Uh, for the most part, for me, just watching him uh, rally that team this year. And also Bryce Harper news, Scott Boris trying to. Tip the Yankees' hand here with Bryce Harper, trying to convince them to try to make a deal for him, saying that he is ready and willing to play first base if needed to. Uh, of course, we know the Yankees' issue at first base with Greg Bird injured and if anything inconsistent or just not productive at all. Voigt, of course, had a strong last two months of the season for the Yankees. But the Yankees are a little hesitant maybe to give him that first base job as they're not quite sure he's going to be that guy every day for, for at first base for the Yankees. Kind of leery of a Shane Spencer effect 
as <clears throat> coming around for the 2019 season, but they will give him a shot at first base, they said. So, again, the Harper drama continues when Scott Boris is your agent. There will be all kinds of drama in the offseason. So, see how that all plays out if the Yankees want to pursue Bryce Harper at all. Uh, if anything, if they did, he would have to be at first base since they did resign Gardner. And they have Stanton and Judge. Also, Ellsbury's name came up this week. His agent said he is completely healthy and ready to contribute uh, to a team. Uh, interesting that he said to a team, not to the Yankees. So we'll see what happens with him. Maybe Cashman could maybe convince him to take a buyout and move on. Or if he will accept a trade. You know, he has no a full no-trade clause, so... We'll see what the drama is with Ellsbury this offseason as well. Of course, he was injured all season last year. Various injuries. I can't even begin to name them because there were so many. Just, he was a regular mass unit. The last year and a half, concussions, leg injuries, back injuries, you name it. Ellsbury had it. So we'll see what happens with that down the road for the Yankees as well. A little bit of minor news as Gary Sanchez had some unexpected shoulder surgery. He will be ready for spring training, according to Cashman. Just some minor stuff, cleaned up his shoulder. He'll be ready to go once spring training kicks in. So, a bit of unexpected news, but nothing to be alarmed about. And also, on the free agent front, Manny Machado, the Yankees are said to be diving in deep with him, looking at his background, seeing if he would be a fit for the Yankees. My opinion, I uh, don't think they need him. Uh, they have plenty of other options at shortstop that are cheaper, and he can bring Didi back if he can prove he is healthy once his Tommy John surgery is healed and that elbow is ready to go. I know it's a bit of a question mark, but you also have Glaber Torres, who came up in the system as a shortstop. He can move back there. You have Hector Javaria, who can play a shortstop. Sign him for a one-year deal. Great defensive shortstop. Maybe not a great bat, but he is sufficient there. Andujar, I, I honestly believe he will be a solid third baseman. He won't be flashy. won't be Aaron Otto or even Machado, for that matter, at third base. But I believe he is going to work on it this offseason. He's going to be sufficient. Maybe not a gold glove every year. Probably never a gold glove every year. But he will work on it. He will be a defensive, a solid defensive player. Because you just, with his bat, his rookie season he had, I just cannot see the Yankees trading that away. That you're going to give up that bat. For a guy who's not old, mind you, Machado's not old, he's 26, but you've seen the on-field drama that he brings, he's admitted he does not hustle, does not care, uh, just the dirty stuff he pulled in the postseason, I just, I do not think Cashman is going, I would hope Cashman would not make that move to bring Machado onto the team. That's just my two cents, but I feel the lineup, the batting lineup really only needs some contact hitters 
who can put the ball in play, maybe move some men over. As we saw, that was a huge issue for the Yankees last season. It was either boom or bust with the home run. The risk production was terrible. So many bases loaded situations where they got maybe one run or none. So if you can get a guy that can get on base, maybe move some guys over, just timely hitting, as we saw the Yankees of old did in the 90s. A couple of those guys, we know baseball is home run driven right now, but need some contact hitters, too many swing and miss guys. Another guy like Andahar would be great. Um, that's really what I think the Yankees only need for the lineup. The target should really be pitching, starting pitching at that. And we know Kluber's on the market. He's being shopped. I think he is going to be come at too high of a price for Cashman to want to part with some minor league pieces with. Um, there's also Keuchel, who is said to be looking to decline his option with the Astros. He could be a very solid... He may not be flashy. He may not be the ace that the Yankees are looking for. But with that sinker ball, he would fit right in at Yankee Stadium. Uh, we know it's a home run friendly park. Keep that ball on the ground. He could be a great solid fit there. They've talked about Patrick Corbin. Of course, he has had elbow issues as well, but he has been, had a solid season last year. There's definitely other pieces out there than the batting that is needed. I saw today that Bumgarner could be shopped. He's on a his last year before free agency. That could be later on down the road once the season starts. Yankees might be able to move him for a couple solid pieces. Of course, we know their farm system is pretty deep. And especially with the outfield and with some of the pitching. So, of course, we also have Justice Sheffield, who had a little bit of a cup of coffee with the Yankees this year. Didn't really get on the mound too much, but he is said to be the next big pitcher for the Yankees. So maybe he could contribute a little bit next year and see what he brings to the team. So the Yankees have plenty of options. I really don't think the bat in the lineup is going to be needed, like I said, except for a contact hitter. You also have Clint Frazier coming back, who is healthy. So there's your fifth outfielder. But it'll be interesting to see what Cashman does. Like I said, we'll see if he's able to part with some pieces in a trade or if he's going to stay conservative with the pocketbook. Time will tell what Cashman's going to do. Of course, the winter meetings are coming up here in about three weeks, the first week of December. That's when it's really going to heat up, and you'll see some moves made. So all eyes will be looking for the winter meetings in December. Going to wrap up this episode of Bronx Bombers Beat. Look forward to talking with you next week when we look at the bullpen and their off-season grades. And, of course, we'll keep up with the latest in the news and notes around the hot stove. Talk to you later. This has been Bronx Bombers Beat with me, Nate Shelton, part of the My Team, My Voice podcast network. Sports fans rejoice. My Team, My Voice.